All right, how is everyone doing? This is me, Dash, and I got one of my buddies, Akash. I know this dude for over 80 years, and he's been one of the people that helped me have this whole uh, consciousness, awareness, and has been a solid buddy since the day I met him. Always cool to hang out with you, bro, and like we do a lot of cool shit together. We're going to speak about some today, uh, but it's been pretty uh, exciting and uh, it's very interesting uh, to have him in my life as one of the people that is like very, very random pathways that you meet through life. And again, from the limit of kindness that you see from people, the unexpected love, is that why I want to share with a lot of people, you know, how we can reach this, not letting the situations or like how we go through life in general. I'll, no introduction, Akash on Instagram, Akash Aesthetic Guys. How you doing, brother? Hey, brother. Thanks for the warm intro, bro. Course, I love man. you, brother. I love, I love you, brother. man. You're always welcome here, yeah. man. Of course. Thank of you. Course, thank brother. you, brother. Yeah, thank How you. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Chilling and hanging out. and kicking in. Talking about consciousness expanding topics. So. Exactly. What better, better, better thing to do? Yeah. And let everyone know, like, what is your expertise? What, yeah, like, what yeah. Do you do? So, so I'm, a, I'm a coach, performance coach, consultant. Um, my background is in bodybuilding, biohacking, um, business building. I've invested in some real estate, had some supplement companies. Been a little bit of a serial entrepreneur, but uh, my main focus and background has always been coaching and consulting in some way, shape, or form or capacity. Um, I've done everything from training average Joes to lose weight to working with you know certain minor celebrities and how to lose weight, professional athletes, getting them more in shape, um, to even businessmen and businesswomen that are trying to optimize uh -huh. their life, like prioritize their energy, their gut function, just overall perform better in whatever said industry they're doing. Um, but yeah, some people called me a life coach before, but you know, I call, I think of myself more as an advisor. Advisor. Advisor, advisor to people. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. And I mean, it's coming from so many different angles and experiences and some people can, it doesn't matter with age is whatever they go through, that they can have actually have a, a deep insight to you more than you know the people you actually pay for you know because there's a lot of like uh, people really don't know what they're talking about and and it's and it's so rare in between that you find some people who's actually doing what they practice and this dude is one of them you know I'm a, I'm a to attest to his like generosity and greatness and he got me better and on the same track as him too so from speaking from that perspective. You always had to come from the level of knowledge to share it with other people or like you're more generous with your knowledge with other way, shape or form. You think your best action is in service, right? Yeah, I would say so. I think that God put us on this planet or a higher power, the universe, whatever you believe in, to be of service and be a contribution and be a net positive to life and life as a whole. So yeah, absolutely, being of service. Yeah, same, yeah. same here. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. like it's the highest reward for you when you're actually able to do service, you know, to other human being, to conscious, to the whole part of you in general that we're trying to talk about. So, brother, I've known you for quite almost like a decade right now. Uh, how did you break out of the matrix? How did I break out of the because matrix? Because a lot of people are going to be listening to this, going to be super excited <laughs> about it. How did you figure out to follow your passion and to do what you love? Um, I would say desperation is the first thing that happened. I was really desperate. I was going to community college. I barely graduated high school. I was bodybuilding at the time. 
I didn't have really much of anything else going for me. I just knew that school wasn't going to be going for me, and it wasn't going for me. So, long story short, I ended up finding a mentor. Um, his name, I'll leave his name out of it, but he was the CEO of uh, an up-and-coming supplement company. Mm-hmm. Supplement company that was just from the ground, on the ground level. Mm-hmm. But he was already an accomplished lawyer, had a background in business. Um, I ended up stumbling upon him at the gym. And he had his assistant with him. I was like, this is interesting. This mm-hmm. is a different look for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always one that was, you know, had an eye out for like affluence and people that were living the higher end lifestyle. Okay. Uh, because I wanted that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason Correct. I wanted to go to school in the first place to have some stability, have a job. But mm-hmm. then, um, not right. to digress, but the numbers just weren't working out for me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, okay, how do I buy a Lambo again? Yeah. Like, how does this work? Do I become a doctor? Not, you know, not pay any bills or save all my money mm-hmm. for two, three years, my entire salary to buy a lamb. Is that what I do? Uh, this is my serious thought process. But anyway, back to how I broke out of the matrix. I ended up seeing this guy and I was like, wow, I want to have a lifestyle that he has. Let me, let me befriend him. Let me talk to him. Not like manipulate or use, just genuinely like, yeah, you, you know, just, just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I, like, what you got going on? What, is, what are these supplements? I saw him, saw him making videos in the gym, talking about stuff like, wow, you put this on YouTube? I'm like, this is really cool. Uh-huh. You know, um, and we just became friends. And then, so eventually one thing led to another. And then he had taken me, invited me back to his house to, it was like workout, shoot some video review stuff and kind of just show me what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I it was very direct. I just expressed interest. I'm like, I'm trying to learn more about what you're doing. I oh, think nice. this is really cool. Oh, you were very direct. Very direct. You know, I mean, you know, most people that are affluent, um, I want to say most people, but in my experience, uh-huh. I'll say, people are very open to helping someone who is wanting to help themselves. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you're down to help yourself, most people respect that because they wouldn't be where they're at if they didn't, you know, ask the question. Mm-hmm. You know, put their hand out. Um, if you don't ask the question, the answer is always going to be no, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's really when I was introduced to his lifestyle. And you know, dude had a Ferrari in the in the garage gym, mm-hmm. right? In the garage gym, and then there's a Ferrari right parked in the side. Uh, how many Ferraris did you got? <laughs> he had one at the time, a couple of them really sick ass bands, and a couple other normal cars. Sure. Big house on the river. Nice. I'm all like, what? What's going on here? You how know? can it be so, that bad? You know, I would see his rate of productivity. He was already inter- he's always on the phone. Had assistants doing things for him, growing the company. You know, I just was, you know, to use the Andrew Tate word, perspicacious, mm-hmm. very perceptive and aware of what's going on. And I'm like, this is something I need to model. Mm-hmm. This is something I should adopt in my life, these oh. behavioral patterns and ways of thinking, to produce similar results. I just really, that, that made a lot of sense to me at a young age. Yeah, well, you're lucky in it, though. In that way, I just... <clears throat> I was aware. Yeah. I had a higher consciousness, mm-hmm. you could say. Um Older souls. That's what they call people that have older souls. But anyway, that's how I broke out of the matrix is modeling um, behavioral successful people. And then I ended up using these, these, I would, character traits that I adopted and just business strategy as well as the belief that I could accomplish it because I was in the presence of someone that was accomplishing it. Um, Grew a fitness coaching business. That was actually what my business was. I grew an online fitness coaching business training a lot of people over the internet and was able to scale that a couple hundred grand, um, multiple six figures, definitely, you know, you know, tw- 20, 30, um, almost 40 K months. So 
at that point, you know, you can you can travel anywhere. You can pay for food at any restaurant. Yeah, you can eat out. You can eat out every day. If you need to get a hotel room, it's fine. Yeah, you know. Um, you finally had a taste of that freedom you were looking for. Yeah, even after ten grand a month, shit. Yeah, yeah after yeah, even yeah. after ten grand a month, you yeah. know what I mean? After even after ten grand a month, it was yeah. Um, so that was the first uh, first. That was my first taste of being outside the matrix. Okay. Obviously, a lot happened since then. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more to life than just escaping the matrix. But yeah. to answer your question, that's how I escaped the matrix. That's how he escaped the yeah. matrix. Yeah. So it uh, it took him following his passion and going after modeling that I don't need to do the normal rhetoric thing that were that people end up being miserable. Majority of them following the school pattern and like working in a job and doing that stuff by finding someone that he likes to be like and he take these behavior and and mostly like what are you talking about i think it's attitude because i don't think anybody want to learn someone who think they know it all so the part that most people approach the maybe the right situation or the right opportunity the wrong way and i i knew that because of like the hermetic principle all all life is mental like everything happens inside of your head first before and then it, it reflects on the outside so that means if i'm thinking i'm not worthy enough i'm like a piece of shit this is not me this is not who i am or or i would never be able to reach this or like there is a a mental uh, block that i'm putting for myself that i need to work so fucking much for so fucking long to be able to reach the same success that he did but it's not that's all restrictions and conditioning and stuff that we've been told and none of it is true and we live by it as it is true ruining our lives by just following blindly what the, the people before us did what the people before us did what what our parents told us to do what how, how the society is as majority is going while the most society is like increasing suicide depression anger hate you know it's it, it hasn't been peaceful lately inside people's heads and that's 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 where the this is coming from uh for him he was lucky to trust himself and that's something i learned a lot a lot uh, older than akash and we i think me and him we can he combined that perspective of like the guy who already been there the place i wanted to be like he was saying uh and the way he walked it himself is much more relatable to me and this other guy that you met, for example, you know? So for someone that you know for so long, and you see this transformation in them, that automatically gave to me like a self-reflection, is like, what is missing in my head? You know, <laughs> what is the concept that I was missing? Yeah, even like, he was always been a super chill dude and cool dude to be around. And I would ask him, because like, how do you actually have that peace of mind all the time remember yep and, and he and he like that that's the thing and uh, and because whatever you were trying to explain to me i wouldn't listen or understand it wouldn't be a place where i would listen and understand because i wasn't able my cup wasn't empty yet my cup i wasn't i wasn't reached that ego i didn't break the ego to listen to someone in my conditioning younger than me have a different perspective different background you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah totally because there is like have to be a hierarchy for someone to tell me because that's what i'm used to my whole life you see mm-hmm, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? right 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 so uh with him doing that and then like me doing my thing and apparently like you know finding up misery as most people who do the same thing 
and not really following their passion. Uh, him being that and him taking that first step, it's not only that is like infectious to everybody around you, it is just giving the same thought and pattern regardless because you're in that vibration, you know? So anybody mm -hmm. who's around you has to experience that vibration in one way or another. Yeah. You know, so for you to reach that alignment or joy or love vibration and to be able to be in that most of the time, then they raise that even if we can feel that a little bit when we're together, but then when we're like on our separate way and like your basic, uh, like your basic state was like so down, sorry, your basic state is so down, then it was like, how can I reach that? What concepts in my mind I had to fix to reach that? So f for, for me, how was your journey to the consciousness? and to the awareness and like for everyone I mean, I mean like i i will tell you my journey after that but i just want, i'm more interested in knowing the journey i mean i know a few steps but i don't know the real real journey for you you know the journey of consciousness so i'm assuming you mean the awareness of oneself when you get correct. to know correct because that there's a higher um, higher intelligence that's animating and you know and observing your thoughts so to speak correct um collective consciousness yeah i was introduced to it by friends family my little brother was always was talking about it at a very you know rudimentary level mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't listen much to him at the time. He planned the idea, but I mean, he was... Oh, young. really? That's he planned the idea of... He, he, he would say things, uh, you know, that they struck a chord in me, but at the same point, I wasn't all the way sold on it. I was very much in the matrix as far as how to make money. Uh, be very, you know, I was, I was very in the material world. Uh -huh. But what ended up happening was other friends around me were, you know, talking about, like, mushrooms and... Mm expansion of consciousness, meditation, and whatnot. And then I actually ended up taking um, a dose of LSD, right? And this is, this is when I was in the middle of my fitness coaching Ooh. business and whatnot. I'd experienced some, you know, good financial wealth and things for that matter. Cool. And that really broke a lot of my paradigms that the modern world, the matrix world, is built upon it broke a lot of my paradigms taking the lsd mm -hmm. so what ended up happening is i started questioning everything questioning all my beliefs questioning you know like what what school is there for why do we go to school what are occupations are there for you know like the credit card the credit card mm -hmm. system like you know who controls this and why mm -hmm. you know like how the world is really built and how it works and like why well, yeah, i started questioning everything mm -hmm. and then that was the start that was like the 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 catalyst for my spiritual journey is uh, taking the LSD. So that, that's how, that's how uh, I started. What did you see on that LSD journey? Uh, the way I would describe it is it's an alternate reality at which your prefrontal cortex, your thinking mind, is um, a little bit shut. I would say shut down, shut down to a degree, to the point where... I'll give an now. I'll speak on it like this. If you have glasses that filter reality That's and true. your beliefs are the filter. It affects the visual. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. hypothetically, you would take these glasses and these filters off and see things for what they are mm -hmm. for the first time. I'm walking down the neighborhood street. I'm observing houses. I'm seeing a lawn cut into little, you know, rectangles. Mm -hmm. um, the house built in a certain way. The roofing structure mm -hmm. and the, you know, the plumbing, the irrigation, all the stuff. 
um, done a certain way. You know, I'm just like, wow, you know, I'm just acknowledging the man-madeness mm-hmm. that I was able to see in the world. So that was, you know, uh, really eye-opening. The eye-opening connection to it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, you know, started cascading into, you know, different plant medicines, mm-hmm. higher levels of meditation. Also, I don't want to cut you, but sure. you have to be cautious that some psychedelics can induce psychosis. And you should consult your doctor. Before. None of this is advice. Yes, exactly. You're not listening to us. This is experience. No, it's exactly. Because we're not advising you to do anything. He's explaining his yes, experience. Yes, my personal experience. His experience to awareness. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, Thank you. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that disclaimer. Have to. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, that, 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 yeah, that's how I got started. I think I started. For me, it, was a, it wasn't that enlightenment of a story. So, I grew up as a Muslim. And I never, uh, the Muslim, and I never drank till I was 30 and my whole like I had this like horror like you know that boogeyman horrific thing that if you drink it like if you drink alcohol you're gonna be like homeless jobless nobody you're not gonna have friends you're gonna be addicted to alcohol that was like the whole pattern in my head and until I was 30 and I, like out was uh, a group of people and like somebody bought me the first drink and I started to get like the first buzz. I was like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> you know, why did I have to wait 30 years to try this? And, uh, and the, this is not addictive at all. What the hell they were talking about, you know? And from there, I went to like, everything I know is wrong because pretty much everything was built to on a lie. And um, this is the first like daring potential step. And it wasn't in, like something which is also like, uh, to something potential that I would leave the whole trajectory of where I'm going through. But no, this one was like, at least came around from a place of like entertainment or fun. But at the same time, it, it gave me this paradigm of like, what else do I know or I believe in that is not correct? You know, and I went through this path, you know, like, well, whatever uh, medicines and like uh, yoga and therapy and stuff like that. But just to understand that the perception that you have collected and the longer you have that ego belt for so long and you're not resisting to kill that first child because that's the thing if your ego if you didn't kill it that inner child in you that ego in it that dreams that they wanted that believe that they're the shit that believe that they are the best one that believe that no one you know like every every child is a dreamer right that inner child in you, you have to kill that ego that is derived from that because it's all related to the body, it's all related to materialistic, it's not heightened consciousness. And Just to be clear, I wouldn't say kill your inner child, but the ego... Kill the ego that is in contact with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ego part that's born from it, yeah, yeah. just to clarify. The 100%, yeah, 100%, yeah, 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 yeah. because you're always going to have your inner child regardless. Inner child's good. Yeah, yeah, inner child is beautiful, and that's how you want to experience everything mm-hmm. through that inner child, you know, you want to keep it pleasing in this experience world with the experience that you gain. Uh, but with my perspective, it's it's more killing of the ego. That's why there's people committing suicide thinking that that is all life is, because they don't want to let go of the idea of who they are, at that time or at the past, you know, they don't know that this is a whole experience, you know, you're not just one physical, you're not physical body, of course, and we're going to talk about that in detail, but you're not just these needs, you know, if somebody is not in your 
time of, the, of this thing not coming your way, there is a message behind that. And it's going to keep repeating until you learn. So everything that happened, like Mar Marcus Aurelius said, uh, the first book he recommended it to me in all meditations, he was saying, like, face your challenges head on, you know, because everything that happens, happens for you. And because there is a reason, there is a knowledge for you to learn and to gain, and your God, your soul, your spirit is putting you through that. And you told me that, and I couldn't believe that before, you know, I was like, why am I putting myself through hell? Mm -hmm, like, to mm -hmm, understand mm -hmm. what hell is, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, and yeah. like, now going through it and coming off the other end, of course, like, I, will, I wouldn't even tried to shed a light on that period uh, but it was a very dark harsh period for me and it was pretty much what it was going it was stripping down every belief or all the ego and like that because when you look at yourself man when you're young you're looking at yourself as like like as this I'm doing this shit for me it is very rare to find someone young doing Thing for other people you know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. so the the idea of like to understand that you only will have more power if you share that power that's how mm -hmm. your power gains so by this you would only have more love if you shared more love but in order for you to share more love you have to love yourself unconditionally mm -hmm. and that's the the part I don't want to talk about right now the inner thoughts like the inner self's thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, like the perception of yourself toward yourself, the mm -hmm. one you're sitting by your mind in your own time alone. What it like? How did you deal with that part? Who's still, who's always like you know when people say I'm I'm my harshest critic. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is their the worst self talking. They're their shut yeah. talking. There's yeah. I wanna I wanna learn from you like inner self talk and and critic. Like how do you regulate that? Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't think there's ever an end. I think you just get better at regulating it. So, you know, I'll, I'll put it like this. What I do is I have a process every morning where I go through this whole inner self dialogue. Um, as well as activating my body, working out, you know, hydrating, you know, cardio, mm -hmm. you know, something from my mind, of course. Body but throughout all that happening is also me transmuting this shadow self that's present in that day, in that moment, and aligning to my higher self and aligning to God every morning. When Upon awakening, I do that before I get into any type of like business work or anything like that. I do that every day. Some days it's easy. You know, I wake up in that state or close to it. Sometimes it can take two, three hours of me going through the motion of my process, mm -hmm. priming, you know, I'm not the only one suggesting this, like Tony Robbins has this priming, you know, like routine that he what, talks what, about, what getting activated, activating your body, it's like breathing technique, he does mm -hmm. his cold plunge in the morning, his affirmations, you know, uh, he, he does his... Um, some kind of breathe, okay. Tony Robbins thing. Everyone has their own routine, mm -hmm. but I would say in the morning time, just spending that time in the morning to get aligned mm -hmm. to your higher self and God and the universe and and uh, whatever whatever that takes, whatever your process is mm -hmm. for that. I find having a physical component is mm -hmm. imperative. Essential, yeah. Uh huh. Having some kind of a, a spiritual component, like a meditation. Or something like that, or a nature walk, or something, and then some kind of mental component, listening to some kind of an audio or something mentally stimulating, um, in no particular order, you know. Um, but definitely getting that done in the morning mm -hmm. and aligning to your highest self, uh, and aligning with God first thing. That's what really helps you win the battle throughout mm -hmm. the day. You win the battle of yourself in the morning, 
and then it just the rest of the day kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you win the war within in the morning, and then that just cascades into the physical reflection of what that looks like in the day. Like, you know, you don't really have too many negative thoughts, you know? Makes sense. You don't really have too many self-doubt moments. Or if you do, you have doubt come up, letting belief. You're like, ah, that's BS. That's my mind just doing, you know, silly things or whatever. That, that's not my thought. You know? Because you're I don't subscribe to that thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes and sense. I, that's a daily discipline, you know? That's true. You know, I think um, mental peace and inner peace is mm-hmm. the most coveted thing that we covet today and you know humanity being at peace you know so i mean i don't think it's free you know i think that every day you have to go do certain things mm-hmm. um do i think you need to be something else than you already are to you know have inner peace no i, I think you, we already come perfect but mm-hmm. you know just based on the world and what i've found and mm-hmm. You know, being born that like the three dimensional matrix, uh-huh. or if you want to call it, or whatnot, so chaotic. That. There's so many different energies flying through there to like be at peace and tranquility. I'm like, no, nothing's at peace and tranquility, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I, I feel like every day we have to align to it, even when you are a, a, um, a quote unquote awakened, self actualized person. You have to walk to it every day. Yeah, Very and much. then, you know, I think what happens is that. The more you do it, the easier it gets, and then it appears that you don't really have a hard time doing it, and you don't have a hard time doing it. Uh, you know, eventually, you know, at the gym, yeah. I don't really have a hard time going to the gym. I just yeah. go to the gym. You know? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Same, same kind of thing with the spiritual muscles. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, and what he's speaking about is one of those things that it took me reading a couple of books is that uh, as you try to reach su- success or, like, trying to reach anything... You have is just a, a what was it called? Like it's just a byproduct. It's more about the process and regimen you have in place every day. Mm-hmm. So for for example, uh, I wanted to learn like marketing and like the Google certificate and stuff, and I was working a lot. Do you remember? So I I planned like at least okay. So every two hours I ha- I work for eight hours. Then I have two hours of study, whether it's before or after. Two hours for gym, sometimes less because I could finish working out f- faster. So that's more time for me, and at least thirty minutes to an hour a day of just like maintenance, you know, like whatever car need gas, groceries, cleaning the house, mm-hmm. and this have process uh, have like hugely uh, impacted you know that like me getting closer because you put your goal you know and then you put your goal into a plan and you put the plan into steps and you put that steps and you have your schedule and you have your regimen like you said you wake up you either do cold uh, bath or plunge or, or like you go to meditate first go to the sun try to have some physical activity mm-hmm. upon waking up immediately that's the best of it that you know we're speaking mm-hmm. about the best experience and the best also science because we're so up into that stuff uh him with training you know me being a pharmacist so uh, we, we understand that benefit of going through it uh but the really thing that knocked it out for me is my inner thought of, well, i wasn't loving myself so and and i know a lot of people is in the same was in the same spot as me and literally, bro, when you don't love yourself, you know, you're like living in hell. So for me, I had to reconstruct the way I think about myself first before having these regimens. Before, because even if like the house was built on, like, if you have no basis, 
what is the reason of putting a second or third floor? It's just going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. But in a way, you can find it from like the practicing. But for me, the more the more that I understood the concepts of self love, the more I understood the patterns, and the more I understood that is I cannot but to love myself because that is the only thing that is genuine, that is really coming from the source and my soul. And we're gonna right now. I just want to open like the idea of our train of thoughts and our perspective on awareness on for me i believe and i know a lot of people do that the true like existence is just an experience for a non-physical being an eternal being which mm -hmm. is part of the soul of the collective conscious or god you know it also like aligns with both sides and you're just having a test or experience in the 3d and then after that, you're either like game power, which is go to he heaven or like hell, which is I don't know what that is. But there is, you know, like test in this life. And the more we get attracted to that demon, which is that body, ego, anger, hate, you know, fucking prejudice, all that uh, revenge, all that like deep, deep, dark, heavy energy from the third body from the third dimension from the body you know the more you keep following that the more you're gonna dwindle down the more you're not you're not gonna even look at yourself and you're gonna love yourself at that point so for me it was i need to start loving myself so i need to see the bigger picture and the bigger picture for me that i am this being or the soul that was capable of reaching a lot but I am not this body. And I want to hear your thought about this, about the whole perspective of like collective conscious. And, <coughs> and uh, like experience you good. Well, yeah, yeah we're multidimensional spiritual beings. <laughs> you know, this body is, you know, an extension of our being. I, I definitely subscribe to that school of thought, that belief system, you know, that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has their own beliefs. Yeah, but you know that's the uh, I, in my experience and my understanding of quantum mechanics, mm -hmm. the quantum field, uh, string theory, and just these other these other mm -hmm. modalities of interpreting the universe. I think the point I'm trying to make, I think the point I'm trying to make is that science has gotten far enough to the point where it's that's matching yeah, it's matching spiritual truths that have been around for thousands of years. Um, so now science is now caught up or proven the same thing, you know, so if you do your research, you can see that. Mm -hmm. And for me, even without the science catching up, I just have this intrinsic knowing, like the sense of resonance. You can just feel the mm -hmm. truth vibration. That's a really cool thing, too. Like the more you understand about yourself and your own inner truth and what really makes you tick, the more you can ascertain and discern what is the truth frequency mm -hmm. that in, in other things when this truth is spoken you'd be like yeah get goosebumps and things or whatnot mm -hmm. resonates with you um so i could tell that just about you know having a soul having mm -hmm. the oversoul the higher self the multiple dimensions the energy centers in the body um yeah you know okay. it, all, it all makes perfect sense so yeah uh you, you open up dimensions which is interesting because uh, when we speak about dimension people think we like other people live in different dimension that like it's us but we cannot see them but nothing really changes in a dimension it's more of awareness dimension you're the same being yeah, yeah you're, you're a consciousness i want you to think about dimensions 
as perspectives. Uh-huh. A different dimension of thought. It's a different perspective of thought. Right? So essentially, if all possibilities are existing in the universe, then parallel realities exist. This is wherever you want to take your consciousness is what materializes in front of you. Uh-huh. Everything is potentials and your different dimensions that you have access to is really different perspectives that you have the ability to see from. Uh-huh. Think of dimensions as perspectives. I, I cannot explain much. I know that uh, third dimension is the one we're living at as human, the physical one. Mm-hmm. I know, like, the fourth is like where everything can happen, but the fifth is like you're having gratefulness for life and uh, you're aware of like this heavy emotions and the heavy and the body and the, the physical need and like the whole dual hyper experience that we're having as a soul into this meat suit that's going to be live, lived on and we cannot like literally escape it for like however long and we're supposed to do something in this time in this realm uh, for our service and uh, gaining more dimensions I would actually go to like Matthias de Stefano or Aubrey Marcus, Marcus. Yeah. they're pretty good at explaining that uh, And but that's again not my place of expertise I just know that the more you're not into the ego perception, the more you're not people talking to you and you have that reptile animal reactive body, you're just observing the situation as you're not right in reaction, you're just behind mm-hmm. as you don't react, you see, and you collect and then you use your mind to to, to use that experience to like gain gain, mm-hmm. gain better situation. Uh, this tendency uh, yet needed to happen to be. I got cold. I got a little chilly. Do you want to open the heater? No, it's fine. Uh, this perspective of like being in the bed, watching me, watching the the experience of the universe, which is me living my life every day, and actually the the heightened part of that is the more you're better at doing the physical norm was a work in working out you know maintaining the body to go into the bathroom taking a shower doing the whole the sleeping while giving that part and that connected to the source which is like your soul your being god the collective conscious by this, by first looking clear into who you are and loving who you are like uh, the bad parts before the good parts you know and because we, some people cannot escape self-judgment ju- or regret or guilt. And you have no, it's not like you don't have a need for like the third dimension as physical interaction, but you're looking at it from, I, I am looking at myself as I have no problem and I have no need because whatever is in my control, that's all I care about. Everything else is not in my control. Then why I need to worry about it? It wouldn't change how it happens. Uh, but carrying that attitude and that love uh, pushed me to the next topic which how to practice that love how to practice like that awareness that we're trying to uh, tell more people explain into practice to everyday thing that they could do you know I have a meditation practice right I, I think a lot of people underestimate the importance of meditation like you don't meditate just to get good at meditating right you meditate to get good at life right um, the practical way that meditation helps you get better at life is 
it enhances your focus your meditate when you're focusing on when you're meditating in this example i use transcendental meditation essentially that's just sitting calmly in a chair you don't have to do crisscross applesauce or anything but you're sitting eyes closed in a quiet space maybe you can put on some meditation music and you're just focusing on your breath you're, you're just sitting not moving just focusing on a breathing pattern um, perhaps you can put your focus on your hands put your focus on your feet your upper back your nose the idea is keeping your focus on the internal world i.e your body mm -hmm. your internal state um, and every time you catch yourself drifting in thought you refocus and realign back to your body and your breath um, it's not an issue if you start thinking. The whole objective is not to get rid of thoughts. The objective is to train reeling your focus, reeling your attention back to the body. Mm -hmm. What this does is it does like a repetition, just like you're in the gym. You do a bicep curl, you get a bigger bicep. Every time you reel your focus back to your body when your thoughts drift, you get a bigger focus muscle. So if you're in life, whether you're doing the dishes and you're really tired, it's before bed, but you know that if in the morning, if you wake up to a clean sink and a clean kitchen, you're gonna feel a sense of peace mm -hmm. and calm, right? When you go and make your coffee, even though you're tired right now, you should probably do that. You can focus your energies, if you meditate, on getting through the dishes. Um, if you're at work and you have to finish a project, mm -hmm. You know that you're telling yourself weird shit at nighttime. I'll wake up an hour earlier in the morning and mm -hmm. finish it. Well, you know it's going to stress you out upon awakening. You know, so you don't have a night. You know, usually how you wake up into the day is how the day goes. Your morning dictates the day, usually, um, for the most part, right? You can use your focus muscle to keep your focus. Where focus goes, your energy flows. Mm -hmm. Where focus goes, energy flows. Whatever you can focus on is going to eventually get done. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you give it your attention to, you're going to, you know, align your actions in the direction of your attention, your focus, obviously. So <clears throat> it would make sense. You wouldn't have a more developed focus muscle. So the more you can focus, the more present you can be with life to answer your question, to become more in tune. Setting aside time in the day to meditate, people don't understand the attention span in America for most, like, what, a couple of four, three, four seconds or something <laughs> like that. And TikTok or less, 2.4 yeah. seconds now. 2.4 seconds, something like that. Um, you can't do anything 2.4 seconds. You can't experience it. Even if you're in a beautiful, you know, like mountain, cliffside, um, scenic scene, beautiful on the side of a mountain, Lake Tahoe, or one of those cool mountain areas. You can't even take it in without wanting to take your phone out, take a picture, do all that. I'm not saying don't take your phone out, take a picture. But, man, I would just take a few moments and just take all that in. You know, most people can't focus on that for that long. They don't have the ability to focus. So if you don't have the ability to meditate, if you can't sit in the chair and just keep your attention on your breath, um, not to say you don't have thoughts, but just for what, five, ten minutes? You can't just sit there for five, ten minutes and just think about your breath. I'm like... That, you know, I mean, if you if you don't have the ability to do that, that's a problem. You know what I mean? The human, in, in your ability to operate the human being, mm -hmm. this is the human being, you know, operating system is the body. The mind and body is the, mm -hmm. it's, it's the vehicle for the spirit. 
your spirit is what's animating all your all your moves, observing your thoughts and deciding what thoughts it wants to cling on to to then become emotionalized and charged. And then, you know, actions taken on as a byproduct of feeling those emotions, right? Emotion drives action. You know, it's your spirit. So, you know, when you're putting your focus on the inner world like that, you're getting closer to your spirit also. Um, and the closer you are to your spirit, the closer you are to driving, to being on the steering wheel, the closer you are to being next to the person that's driving. Your spirit's always driving. You're not driving. Your mind is not you. It's a tool to think about these, to observe these different thoughts and whatnot. That, yeah. Right? So... Thank you. Yeah. By meditation, you not only the idea you build your focus muscle, but you get closer to your true spiritual essence as a person. You get to know yourself really good. It's hard to explain it more than that to someone who's never done it. But Ooh. anybody watching that's meditated, they'll understand completely. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's like describing the color red to a blind person. It's like, how would you describe the color red to a blind person? It's like, you, mm -hmm. you wouldn't. It's impossible. Because they're blind. But that's the whole problem. All right, so they have to be able to see, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, instead, you would make that person see. I'm like, well, how do you learn to see? You know, start meditating. Okay. And the Just five, ten minutes a day. Um, sit in a chair, quiet place. Put on some meditation music. Just sit with yourself, sit with your breath. Ideally, you want to work up to 20 minutes. 20 minutes is a good session. That's a good place to start. And in this game, more is better. If you can do morning, midday, night, that's the fastest way to progress. Um, but at least once a day. At least I'd say once in the morning. Really morning and night. Morning, midday, night is really if you want to go fast. I would recommend that. I was doing this all the time. How long for three Years. Sessions? No, for how, how long? Like 30 hour doesn't matter? I would start five, ten minutes. Okay. As you get good at it, work up to 20 minute sessions. I would say... Instead of doing one long meditation, it's better to do three 20-minute meditations broke, like one Split in the morning, it. one midday, one at night, okay. before bed. You know, and then you'll get more proficient, and you know, you can if you're feeling it, you're in you're in a groove and you're floating, flying around in different dimensions in the mind. Then you can you know stretch it if you want to. Mm -hmm. I'll have some meditations where you know meditating for hours, but I'm getting a lot done in the spirit world. Of course, know? so. It makes my life in the physical a lot more chill because yeah. I go through and handle my life mm -hmm. energetically with my consciousness and then the actions follow suit. Have you met your spirit before? What do you mean by have I met? Like, have I do, yeah, I met so do you know like the genetic makeup of your spirit? You know, like the, you told me you know your spirit name. Mm -hmm, I do. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th there's anything else, you know, other than the name? Like, the behavior? What yeah, the behavior? personality traits. The spirits have personality traits. You hire yourself as a personality. Oh, really? Yeah, everyone has personality. Spiritual personality. Oh, that's, yeah, that's why we're all different. Okay. That's why we all choose different avatars in the physical. We choose? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah we choose. We, we choose, choose skill sets. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We definitely choose skill sets, of course, for whatever's best for the mission that we're trying to accomplish here. Makes a lot of sense if one put it that way. Yeah, it's like a game. It's like choose your player. Literally, bro. Yeah. Like that's why we're the same meta as like this is so funny because we're the universe experience mm -hmm. watched by the spirit mm -hmm. watching our 
virtual mm-hmm. experience having an experience mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. this experience of itself it's just so hilarious yeah 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 it's so, still all real you're still yeah. you're, you're the higher self and you're the physical player yeah and you're the other like meta player too in the same time living that mm-hmm. other world experience that, yeah you're all of it yeah yeah it's beautiful it's, it's crazy beautiful. when you really start to see it um it's just it's wherever you want to put your focus and attention right that's another reason meditation you can, if you don't meditate, it's easy to get caught up in the higher dimensions to forget about the physical world. You know, you see a lot of. You have the, to have your keep feet firm, and that is a very stays gra- yeah, it keeps grounded. the energy grounded. Uh, thank you for saying that. Yes, uh, trying to go all spiritual and just hoping or doing visualization without the action. I mean, that is good, but that is not the full picture, guys. The full picture is working to like because honestly the the experience itself that we have is so little that you need to be doing something worth living for every day because once you dissipate from this world and this being and this physical activity like this physical realm it's like why was i sitting why was i being bored why was alone why was i lazy you know because all of that is also a factor of like the comfort zone or the ego which is all trying to keep the matrix you know what I mean? The ego. It's true. The matrix. Well, the matrix is has designed yeah, on us to first. bring that out. That 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 uh, comfortable, like self-serving type of energy. It's meant to cater to that type of energy. You know, self-preservation, comfort first. You know, yeah. you're all satanic principles. Yeah. So what, okay, so we're good on that. Which is pretty much there's what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in the Kabbalion, but it's overall like it's just not service to the collective. It's service to oneself. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like self-preservation. It's just a low vibrational way to go about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very low vibrational Have you read the book, The Kabbalion? I've read, not cover to cover, but I've read enough of it to get the gist of it. Okay, yeah, that makes all yeah. sense. Have you read The Hermetic Principles? Principles yeah, 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 yeah. These are like more... I think that religion came as like the tip-top shape of this. The Kabbalion's part. true. You read stuff in there. I mean, it's how to manipulate reality. I mean, you can manipulate reality for your own best interest or you can do it for... You know, for the, the service to the collective. It's, and that's what's going on right now. Well, that's I mean, what that which supports life is supported by life. So you end up yeah. living a way happier life. And you, when you do service to self, you take from others. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more? When, when you do service to self, you're, you're taking from others. When you're doing service to the collective, you're already a limited source and you're giving, just, you're just, a, you're just a giving machine. You're, you're getting your energy from the, the animating intelligence of the universe. Well, animals are a great example. Let me explain like that. Like the animals, they don't even know where the next meal is going to come from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they don't even know. True. They just wake up in the morning and just go get food. Mm-hmm. All right, but they're all well taken care of. They're supported by life and the ecosystem mm-hmm. of life. Right. The same thing is true for us. We, we are just creators. We have the ability of free choice. So it's a little more complex. We can choose freely to put ourselves in the matrix mentally. The matrix is mental. And um, the world that we've incarnated into is, you know, meant to imprison your mind into that way of thinking so because we have free choice we have we are in the space where we can be manipulated so i mean that's just what we chose coming here i don't want to get too deep into like that whole part of it but but essentially no, I want you know, to get deep. Well, uh, I, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I well, wanted to listen. I just don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to digress from the main point. Oh, okay. Of like because we have free choice, we can choose to imprison our mind. A hundred percent. Which then imprisons yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of us is a lot of this is unlearning. 
And I, you know, I also believe that, you know, as people that have escaped the Matrix and understand the Matrix, there's a divine duty. You know, Andrew Tate always says this, you know, like, go back and help people. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, go and show people the way out, you know. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, like you were saying, I mean, you can't, you can't, like, can't live on normal wages. Yeah, we're just saying example. Yeah, you can't have a good life on more normal wages. Yeah, and look at inflation, everything's getting more and more expensive. I mean, you can't, come on, that's the slave life. It's not cool. And he haven't even been through it. That's how sad it is. He haven't really experienced that slave life. Because you always have your own thing since you were like a kid. Like you really like did this uh, kind of minimum wage job just a little. In I experienced a slave life for a very brief moment of time. And, because and, I, I, very, and I very quickly understood um, this is not the direction for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I went and got a skill set. I always had like this little divine. I always say all glory to God and everything because even if I'm an old soul, like God is still the one that made my soul older. Mm-hmm. So I always say all glory to God. All glory to God. He gives us the authority mm-hmm. to, you know, usher the truth, if you will, steward the truth. Um, but definitely all glory to God. So with, with that said, yeah, I just had this knowing when I was little. You know, I worked at like. 7-Eleven, oh, you know, I've yeah. done, I've worked at, you know, vitamin shop, retail, okay. like for hourly wages. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked uh, labor, uh, labor jobs as a, as a, uh, for, I worked uh, just manual labor for another private contractor. You know, like we'd be up on like boom lifts, like mm-hmm. trimming palm trees at hotels, tearing out the carpet for the, rec- to, I, I remember, I remember it was my job to like take all the furniture out of a room and take three, three hotel rooms and put the furniture of two hotel rooms in one, and then we rip out the carpet of those two, replace the carpet, put the furniture back. And, wow. You know, so I've done manual labor, you know, under table work for hours, 7-Eleven, vitamin shop. I'm like, that ain't it. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like how do you survive? Those <laughs> jobs are like, I mean, I remember, I'm like, I remember when I got some, when I made some, I was, I was excited that I made some money, but after a while, I'm like, this isn't enough. Yeah. I go out for one nice, I can't even afford going to BJ's and ordering two cocktails and... For those who know, the networks, you know. Zookies are real. Uh, but I'm like, I get a meal, I'm like, shit, man, I just, if I spend a hundred bucks on dinner, I'm like, I worked a whole day of my life for this. To eat this meal? Yeah. I was here for an hour. It's sad, I know. Maybe 90 minutes if I took my time. I'm like, that can't be right. And then I'm thinking in the future, I'm like, I'm young now, I'm living in my parents' house. Uh-huh. I'm like, what happens when I get older? I was asking these questions. Yeah, I was no, like, fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? So anyway, I was at the gym, and then I was, uh, oh, Omar. Uh-huh. Remember fucking Omar? I love Omar. Bless Omar, so he's just the homie. Omar, I love you. I was saying, he was, the, fir- he, he was the first baller. He was the first baller. He was the first baller. He's the one uh, that escaped it, even in his own ways. Uh, he just knew. He yeah. just like he was like, this is stupid. All this is in stupid. In some way, I say, you know, like we weren't even recognizing. He was speaking. He was already thing. out the yeah. matrix. He was already. He's just looking at yeah. us like what? what and aware man? too. He was hiding awareness for for weird reason. This kid, like God bless him, man. God bless soul. We're still yeah, friends yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Hey, a beautiful guy. Be- uh, beautiful soul. Love him. Love him. Do anything. Love him to death. Yeah. I know, but this motherfucker, he would be always inviting us to Denny's after the gym yeah. i'm like bro i barely got enough money for this weed i'm smoking yeah. then i just dropped five on my mother friend mother friend got a switcher <laughs> and i'm like we're gonna split these this other five dollar bill yeah. on some mcchickens right now i'm like he's like he's over here dropping 20 bucks every day at denny's dog 
<laughs> yeah. You get the steak and fries, little appetizer roll, side of pancakes. If you wanted a milkshake, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's trying to get those gains. We're like probably 18 at the time, right? 19. Yeah, okay. Broke as shit. Brokies. Straight brokies. Uh, right? So, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I work at my parents' restaurant. I make tips. I'm like, what do you mean tips? I'm like, I'm over here thinking, like, you know, whatever. You leave a couple bucks after a table. I'm just ignorant. As a kid, so he's explained this. Uh-huh. His parents had a restaurant. He would work for them, and then, you know, people would leave 5, 10, 20 bucks, depending on how much their bill was. And, you know, per meal and then he was like every hour you know i can do like anywhere from like you know four to eight tables you know what i mean so they leave let's just say on average 10 bucks each mm-hmm. i just made 40 bucks in that hour if i had four tables or if i had eight tables i had 80 bucks in the hour oh, wow. i'm like this. what he's and, making a pharmacist salary and working busing tables that's pretty but like even, that's pretty frustrating yeah, yeah, yeah that's, facts. That's, yeah. That's, facts. that's what i'm saying facts, right that's so good. then i'm looking i'm like oh what and then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I go to work a couple hours a day, you know, four, five, six hours, um, make a couple hundred bucks in a day. I'm like, I make a couple hundred bucks a week, right? So I'm like, no wonder. Anyway, so so, well, yeah, so, up, yeah. so the restaurant, so then, I, so then I'm like, I need to get a restaurant job. Mm-hmm. So then what do I do? I start, I told Omar, I'm like, I'm ha- let me work in your restaurant right okay. now. He's like, oh, shit, we actually do need some help. You know, I, we oh, actually really? to hire one more person. Well, they were opening another location. Oh, yeah, the one in the Tulmus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the universe, right? It's the line. Yeah, I so, so he was opening the uh, Tulmus location. It's another location. So I started working there. I started making money, serving. So I'm like, oh, wow. So now I pretty much went from I was working at Vitamin Shop in 7-Eleven, mm. doing manual labor, just working all day, hours yeah. of the day. To make money, like sleep and work and because gym. Don't give gym enough. work, sleep. Gym work, sleep. Enough, yeah. You know, I mean, barely having days off, and like that's all I was doing, just living that life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, was I at work? Was I on my phone at work here and there? Sure, at Seven Eleven, was I eating snacks and stuff? But I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I ain't doing what I want to do. I'm making someone else rich. I'm supporting their business. I'm you know helping them do what they what they need to do. So. <clears throat> I worked the restaurant job. That's cool. There was another restaurant next to Omar's restaurant. So now, because I was always, I wasn't a lazy person. So I'm like, okay, let me do two restaurant jobs. Uh-huh. So I'm working two restaurant jobs. Now I'm making three to four grand a month. That's good, bump. I went from making fifteen hundred to two grand a month yeah, to thirty five hundred to four grand. So minimum wage to like the first bump, sixty grade, sixty k. Yeah. Right. So see, now I'm kind of breathing. Okay. At least, yeah. I'm breathing uh, now. This wouldn't make us about right now. Just to say to people, three, no, to, four three to four grand each. Yeah. Shit. But back then, living at my parents' house. Back then, seven, eight years ago. I'm still so living at my parents' yeah. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm able to now go out to eat. I had the school Honda. Yeah, I had a 2015 Honda Accord. It was brand new, right? It was a uh, one year old. Yeah, it was yeah. used, but it was one year. Yeah, like it came out of lease or something. Yeah, it's like ten years ago, man. This is like ten, what I'm ten years ago. So I'm serving at a Honda. I'm smart, right? So I start serving. I'm, I'm, I start selling weed to all my server friends. Everyone wanted weed after work. Um, I see the need for this. The need for weed. Yeah, the need for weed. <laughs> I ended up working, so then then I'm like, I need to work in restaurants that are even more higher end. They make more money. Mm-hmm. So I got a job at Cheesecake Factory oh, and yeah. Seasons. The money maker. Cheesecake Factory and Seasons 52. There's a little bit more upscale dining. Yeah. Lunches at Seasons, evenings at Cheesecake Factory. Now I'm bodybuilding. I've been bodybuilding for some time. Now I had kind of ran into my first mentor, 
And then he inspired me to start personal training and doing online coaching and stuff. So now I'm training a couple of people online, just a little bit, getting my feet wet, working at restaurants, selling weed to servers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pulling in, you know, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred a week. Um, I was gonna say from my online coaching. Oh, okay. To restaurants, four grand or so, selling weed. You know, maybe five hundred. You know, okay. whatever. So five or six k, seven k, five six k, five six k, five six k a month or something that's like good. that. That's good. Sixty k. Five six k a month. That's a good. So that's I'm doing five six k a month, right? I'm like twenty years old. Okay, so I'm like twenty. Fucking lit. Twenty is only twenty. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm not going back to manual labor or hourly work now. I'm like, there's no way. The worst. Case, I'm like, I'm like, I'll just go get another restaurant job. Exactly, dude. Restaurants are where it's at. I'm just like, you find a good restaurant yeah, job. For real. Because, I mean, your, your tips, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, can, yeah. you get, you know, if you work in the right restaurant, right area, right kind of people that know how to tip right, mm-hmm. you know, you get 10, 15, 20 bucks a table times four or five tables in an hour. You know, Especially you do the a busy restaurant, too. You work a, you know, four or five hour shift, you know, dinner rush. You know, you can walk out of a restaurant in six hours with anywhere from two to 400 hours. Wow. One time I walked into Cheesecake Factory at 5.30. The server in the daytime had a, was just trying to leave because they had been working for seven hours on their feet. Yeah. They transferred me four or five tables that already had their orders taken, food Aww. ready, couple check. I probably, within 20 minutes, had made like $100, $110, not doing shit. I was like, hey, I'm taking over for Christine, whatever, That's blah, blah, blah. Over there, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, she already made her money. She probably yeah. made 300 bucks and bounced. Well, I just made, you know, I mean, this family six people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bill's like 300 bucks, 15, 20% of 300. It's anywhere from like 45 to $60. Yeah. Right? You know, times two, three of those tables, it's 120 bucks, 180 bucks. And this started This is in one hour, I've made 180 bucks. Now, in restaurants, guys, you don't keep all the money. Okay. Oh, really? Sure, the tips? You have to tip the busser that cleans the table. Oh, you're tipping the host. You're tipping sometimes the, the kitchen staff. Tips get shared through the entire restaurant. People don't understand this. Well, how much? Can you please explain that? It's different percentages. But like, let's say you make 500 bucks. You're going to give 150 to 200 hours away. Oh, okay, so like third of like whatever tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different restaurants, different policies. But I mean, like, there's so many people working. So people, a lot of people don't know that. But anyway, so that's what I'm doing. Um, that was going good, and then it got to a point where I started like reading a lot more books. I got very disciplined in the morning. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. I'm reading. I'm meditating. I'm journaling. I'm uh, doing affirmations. I'm going to sleep with like subconscious mind reprogramming stuff. I've discovered personal development. Every time I drive to work at Cheesecake Factory, I'm listening to audiobooks now. I'm listening to podcasts now. Um, my training, my training, and my coaching has expanded. You know, I'm trying to start business stuff. I'm trying out different things. Um, me and Omar, we tried to bottle their hot sauce company. <laughs> we tried to, we tried to bottle That's their actually hot sauce not a bad company. idea. It still might have a reboot. It still might have a reboot. Yeah. We tried to make a hot sauce company. We did some digital marketing stuff. Had some success there. Uh, had a lot of little spa, fun entrepreneurial projects. Uh-huh. Just learning, expanding the mind. Ty Lopez, he had a big course out called 67 Steps where he gave out 67 different wealth creation principles. So we're, we're watching those every day. Man, I remember watching those. They would be mind expanding. It would really give me a headache because of how much knowledge and yeah. wisdom, how much stretching. It would stretch my mental fabric so much in my mind, and then it would wake me up to all these different perspectives and outlooks in life. So I did that from age like nineteen, late nine, mid nineteen to twenty, all the way to like twenty-two. 
And then at this point, you know, um, I'm, the coaching's picking up more. Um, I was able to hire my first business coach to help me like scale my fitness coaching business and teach me like actual systems and processes. And then I had like my first like big money, you know, making, you know, over 10 grand a month. And then after that, there's you're out, you're you kind of experienced life differently at this point. Of course, you know, at this point. So and doing it consistently. So then I would say I got out the matrix about age 22. He's 22. That's, that's like a get out of jail free card for a lot of people. And it's very rare to get and to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying I never had financial troubles ever again because, you know, obviously I was like swinging for the fences trying to um, expand as, you know, the tree don't stop growing. Yeah. But I always knew, like, I knew how to make money. You know, I mean, I'm like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know how to make money. You know what I mean? I have a skill set. You know, I understand the internet and the ability to talk to people and sales. And I've done enough sales calls and understanding a problem people have, articulating it back to them and, you know, giving them a solution to their problem. You know, people and give you money exchange for solutions to their problems. They have a problem, you have a solution, they hey, I'll trade you money for a solution. Yeah. Whatever that, I understood that. So I'm like, okay, cool. It gave me some kind of like security, like, okay. No matter what, I'll be all right. Okay. You know what I mean? So from then, I ended up trying other stuff and, you know, falling down, failing, getting back up, trying other stuff, learning more about myself, expanding my consciousness, got into different things from there. So, yeah. All right. So meditation. Yep. Three times a day, doesn't matter if it's five minutes, try to stretch them each time as much as you can, right? Five minutes to start. Yeah. If Work you up to 20 minutes. Okay. And uh, what else do you do in the morning? Uh, Something for your body. Um, for me, I like to foam roll. I have a foam roller. Okay, stretching. Okay. Stretching in the morning, get the blood flow. Mm -hmm. I do coffee. I like to get outside, get some fresh air, move the body around. Sunlight is very Sunlight. Sometimes it's when I wake up, the sun hasn't come up yet. Okay. So, you know, you're fighting foam rolling. Ideally, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sometimes with work and things or whatnot, I might need more sleep. But ideally, I'd say, yeah, 444 or 5. That, that, that's in, in a perfect world, that's, that's, that's how when I would wake okay. up. Um, I'm a big believer in that, waking up before the sun comes up and just getting ahead of the day, you know, being ahead of the day. Yeah. Even if you're just awake with yourself. Having some coffee for 20, 30 minutes. Cop a coffee or two. Mm -hmm. Just the tranquility and peace that's available at 5 in the morning. Is, it's not available if you wake up at 7. You know, the day's pretty much dark. If you wake up around from the 3 to 5, it's like whatever, like downloads, right? 3 to 4. Very spiritual usually, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is usually the day is set or like the... Because you, you kind of catch a train, which is a high vibration at this time, at, from 3 to 5 or, or like 5.20. Or like it's usually 3 to 4 to be exact, but waking up that early, you, you reach that good vibration in the morning. And then when you reset your brain, which is what you're saying, so you're, you're like aligning that higher self, it's easier to do it in the morning. Then the, ho the rest of the day is following with that vibration and it's easier mm -hmm. to build up on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really want to get activated in the morning, break a sweat in the early in the morning, mm. 
it really activates your mind and your body to perform at a high level the rest of the day. You have a better quality of thinking. You can think through problems and experience more peace as a byproduct of solving the problems in your life. Because it's interesting, when you wake up that early, you're, the problems that you have, they, they're not really weighing down on you as much. Like if you have bills to catch up on, hard conversations to have, or shit, maybe you even have to go to work and do something you're not looking forward to. You know, that ain't happening at 5 a.m. True. You're going to have 5 to 6.37 a.m. of just inner peace and tranquility to have coffee, give yourself positive self-talk. You're ahead of the chaos of the day. There is a mantra for your self-talk. Just if you're having self-limiting just beliefs. Just say it, bro, because that's what I, I would No, I mean, just self-talk. Just, you know, if I catch myself having a negative train of thought, I'll literally just be like, nope, that's not real. That, that's not my thoughts. That's an illusion, obviously. Because it's normal to prosper in the kingdom, so if it's not a prosperous thought, it's obviously a false thought. Truth is prosperous, life is prosperous, the universe is prosperous. So if it's not prosperous, that means it's BS. You know what I mean? All potentials exist, so, you know, if prosperity is there, the opposite of prosperity must be available, obviously, right? So, and being a conscious creator, we can choose each one. I believe every day is a new breath, so every day you have to kind of, you know, pay your dues, so to speak, you know, um, choose the higher vibration. I think the more we do that, we just get really good at it to the point where we dwell there and then... We don't experience this duality. That's what the fifth dimension is. It's outside of duality, there's no more good and bad. It's just you're one yeah. with life. It's harmony, state of harmony. Um, this doesn't mean that you don't experience negative vibration. It's just a vibration. It's not a label of something good happening or something bad happening. Right? It's like, oh, this is a low vibrational experience. That's a higher vibrational experience. And this is your default way of viewing life. That that would be the fifth dimension. You're you're moving in harmony with life. You're one with the orchestration of life, right? You know, fourth dimension, that's time, you know, the perception of time and whatnot. You can go think in your mind, the memories, and, you know, you can think into the future, you know. That would be, you know, you're manipulating time, so to speak. You're in the fourth dimension, the mental realm, fourth dimension. Third dimension is the physical body. It's here in the present moment, in the physical, right? So your consciousness is going between all the dimensions, depending on where you want to put it. So... And that can all be done in the morning, really simply because it's calm in the morning. Mm -hmm. The energy in the air is just calm. Less people are awake. That's true. That's so the more awake, yeah, there's less vibrations awake. Mm -hmm. There's less people, more people are sleeping. They're in that sleep vibration. It's calmer. Yeah, it's a delta wave in the brain. You're sleeping delta, right? Delta, theta. Theta, delta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you wake up into like an alpha and then a beta. It's a much faster frequency, so the frequency early in the morning is much slow. So it's very uh, much, it's like a calm weather, if you will, figuratively. So it's easier to raise the vibration once waking up because you're already starting from a good peaceful place. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, what if you wake up and there's like bombs going off and you're in a war zone? That's not, you know, it's pretty stressful, like, you know what I mean? It can be like that energetically in your mind. Well, it can be a really too physically for some people in parts of the world right now. That's, correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Not to say that that's not happening, but I mean, just to give an example, like, yeah. it can feel like that. prudent when it comes to, like, there's really actually physical harshness people are living on right now. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. 
so so waking up, adjusting the 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 frequency by practicing meditation and getting sunlight. Every, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a solid more routine is to wake up and first thing just be grateful because it's a positive affirmation. Make your bed. Make your bed. I like to you know have coffee and use the bathroom. I'll even skip brushing my teeth. I'll just get to the gym as soon as possible. You know, treadmill in my house. Start doing cardio right there. You know, if you have access to a sauna, just hop in the sauna right there. You want to break a sweat as soon as possible. As soon as you wake up. As soon as As soon as you wake up, you want to break a sweat of some kind. It's the fastest way to merge your spirit with your body and really get activated. You know, um, coffee that helps. Of course, you don't, no one wants to work out when you have to use the bathroom. So use the bathroom. Coffee helps with too. Um, get some fresh air, put some gym clothes on, go for a run. If you don't have access to a gym that's close by, go for a run immediately. If it's cold where you live, put on some thermals, beanie, layer up, go on a run. Um, stretch in the house, warm up, go run. That's the best thing to do. Um, if you can, work out, work out, whatever you want. Physical activity after that, um, I would, you know, come back home, shower, change. You know, either read a book or meditate, or meditate and then read a book. So you would meditate after. So you would meditate after working out. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely work out first. Get your body primed. Okay. Increase the vibration of the body, and then you go from the body to the mind. The body is the vehicle. Yeah, because it has to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's the perfect sequence. Yeah. Even the yogis, when they first wake up, they shower, they clean the energy off of the night, everything else around. Then after that. They go and they sit down for yoga, do either yoga, and after yoga, then they activate their body. It's a body, as you activate your body, you activate your mind, as you activate your mind, you activate your body. Both is kind of happening. Um, then after that, then yoga, then they go and meditate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is like your way of sure guarantee to at least raise your vibration and have more awareness or connected to the For sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you do it in the morning before the turbulence of the day of your life. Even if you're in your own life, you have things that are issues. They're just less prominent in the morning, 4 or 5 a.m. So you'll have that couple hours to have a high vibration. And then when the day begins and you have to face the problems, you're already vibrating in a very high state. And you can think of more creative solutions. Sometimes the solution to your problem may not even be available at the vibration that you wake up at. So, I mean, you can really be crippling yourself here to wake up late and then you don't have the ability to access the intelligence to solve your problem. Um, You have to now go, whatever, calm down. You're already freaking out now and you have to handle it. You can't. Now you have to go work out, do some other stuff, feel better, and then try to think through the problem. So, recipe, recipe for disaster, right? And then you're behind. You're like, oh, you're trying to catch up, catch up, catch up. Like, and then life feels really heavy, you know. But if you wake up early, get a workout in, align with God, talk to God, talk to your spirit, pray, meditate. These things put you in such a better mood and an elevated state of being. And then when it comes time to do what you got to do, your brain has been firing already. It's warmed up. It's already conditioned. It's more. It's it's uh, synced, linked up to your higher self, and you'll be able to. Uh, download solutions to your problems and your brain speed will be much faster you build access um, it's like in a computer you know if you need so if you only have two gigabytes of RAM and you need five gigabytes of RAM to run a certain program I mean in the morning you might wake up with two gigabytes of RAM 
if your program that you need to run to solve your problem is going to take five gigabytes of RAM, then you need five gigabytes of RAM. So you have to get more RAM. You know, how do you do that? You raise your vibration, working out, meditation, reading, personal development, stretching, sauna, cardio. Yeah, positive I mean, self-talk. I love that he's going over it so fast because he's been experiencing it. Uh, for me, it has been like less than a year. So I have a little bit more uh, like of a, like the dummy version of what you're saying, but it's more of like it, it adds up to it makes sense to me, for example, you know. So uh, for me, like when he was saying first thing is you wake up and you're trying to work on yourself as this thought is bullshit, this doubt is, is like not true or fake. You know, this uh, delusion, this insecurity, this anger, you know, which some people, um, a lot of people wake up angry, you know, this, this emotion that is realming, that is all just an illusion, you know, uh, because if it's not a prosperous thought or if it's not something that brings happiness and excite your intuition or inner being, it is taking you down to the other realm of like that third dimension is heavier, deeper, more harsher emotions mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. So we already been as a human beings through that and already the plane of vibration is going up and we're talking about this, but when he says raise your vibration, he really means as you are living in that place that you would love the most. The, the action that you would love doing that would give you the fulfillment of your true potential, we all have that. And by the way, we all have certain talents, Akash, to do some stuff better than others, mm -hmm. you know? Some people live their life and never recognize it, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and, and some people as daring as you, you know, maybe if I could say I, maybe at this age, you know, trying to do the same thing, as trying to follow like what is really is the thriving happiness potential that would be worth for me to put effort, but I wouldn't look at it as an effort, as something that I love, because we all experience something we love so much, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we already been to the gym uh, 20 years ago, I couldn't leave it because I got hooked and I loved it so much and I was obsessed on it. So, there was some stuff that I, I didn't follow through in my career or in my life or in my potential in general, just because I thought that oh, I have to do what my, like, I'm a third generation PhD, so it's like uh, it's a blessing and a curse in the family because it for you to reach that amount of like 15 years in the school and studying like one of the difficult schools, like I have the potential, right? But what I learned later, and I wanted to talk to you about this, the shadow potential, is when when your true potential is hiding through something that imitates what your true potential is but you're too scared to take your like what you did the daring first step on actually mm -hmm. trying to find what you love mm -hmm. so your shadow gonna come up with a fake potential they're gonna tell you well this is hard this is gonna give you the social status it's gonna make everybody like you this is just gonna say i'm a medical professional pharmacist dentist physician and people are gonna look at you differently right so you're gonna achieve everything you wanted by just having this fake potential and then you go through the whole realm and everything the devil says just take a bite of the apple whatever it's always short you find out that whenever you start to work on this whenever it is time to get good it this is horrible work condition de dehumanizing you know and insufferable tyranny that you have to go through 
and obeying that many laws and regulations that it doesn't make sense. You learn 90 or 100% of knowledge, you apply 2 or 3% on your little job. So why did I need to learn about biochemistry in the lab if I'm never going to use it again? Mm-hmm. You know? I love biochemistry, by the way. Well, that's a good and bad example. I was like, why analytical chemistry, for example? You know, it's just useless. And there's like some smells over there, the rotten egg smells. And yeah, you say you love it, but it doesn't have much practical utility. That's what I'm saying. So, and it, and it isolates you too, because you, when you grow up and, you're, and like the only thing you could do is be uh, like a physician and then like whatever, you cannot, you don't want to be a physician anymore. What do you want to do? You're like skillless, because without the skill that you developed so many years on, there is nothing else good for you, and that's a, the, the potential. Like, that's like the situation we find a lot of people in. They hate what they do. They don't want to do it anymore, but they're still on that journey of finding what they love instead, and trying to evade that fake shadow. Oh, you're gonna be better in this. It's like no, I, I didn't choose this because I liked it. I chose this because I liked the school, but I didn't really care about the practice. But that's also not a good thing to look at, you know, because I had to go to school. That was, I had no option but to, you know what I'm talking about? So the, the, the dilemma is the more this ego-centered, like the pathway that you created for yourself, the direction, the, 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 the path or the journey that you took, trying to find that this ego going to repay you or going to give you whatever you wanted or like in a, this idea, it just shatters. And mm-hmm. it's so detrimental mm-hmm. for a lot of people because they like they they think that they're only they are this body and there's little minute experience about their career or whatever they can do, but they don't know that this is supposed to kill because you can't change ego you have to kill it and and from different people uh, they've been saying the more you're seamlessly the more you're seamlessly killing your ego like it doesn't really matter to you that oh okay you, you told me something and that was against my ego okay that ego is dead now i learned something now it's this one because you never leave ego it never leaves you right but at the same time you always modulate it to the better information to the better correctness to always keep it in check yeah because yeah again this hyper uh, hybrid existence that you have the soul which has nothing to do with the physical and it's more about spiritual giving love and then you have this physical realm that if you went to an edge of it you can be such uh, fighting asshole uh, you know the dominant revenge whatever or you can get to the good part which is what we're talking about the connection with our spirit potential you know, the connection with what will really make us fulfilled, what mm-hmm. potential would make me fulfilled. And I've yeah. been getting this message for a while that you've collected a lot of knowledge. It's time to share. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and from different people, different readings, different mm-hmm. Buddha, it was weird. For the last couple of months, I was like, okay, I've been getting this and have been synchronicities around it. And that's another thing when you're like only... When he was talking about focus, any idea comes in your mind and you try to grab your attention back to just focus on like that breath or nothing. Literally, man, the more you take your attention, it's the most expensive thing you've got. It's like the, 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 the most 
the highest thing you can give someone is your attention, anything or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So giving you that bad thought, this attention, giving that person that missed you, this three person, they're all eventually gonna dwindle out on the self talk and you think you're worthless and you're not good enough, you know. But uh, we're going for it. Is this is them? They're, that's why I said going back a little step. Be not in a reactive mind. This is their experience. This is their vibration. You know, I'm not accepting it. I'm just expressing love. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't say anything to offend them, right? I know like how we know how to defend ourselves, but but really, like I would say, hundred to ninety nine point nine 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 percent of anybody living face physical altercation. You know, it's very very rare. But the idea of taking other energies to be able to pierce through your armor, which is love, is something that I that I, I had a huge time because for me being love and putting myself out there is being vulnerable but I wasn't good for my ego part is like when somebody tried to throw their energy at you or like say something bad or whatever try to change your vibration it's just like a, a, a piercing you know spear if you let it if you let it come to you yes they left they didn't come here and, and try to attack you or something because you can defend like your mm-hmm. your the, the, the area you're in. But at the same time, if that word, if that look, if that vibration just lingered a little bit in your mind, then you're gonna be in the same vibration and then then you're gonna lose this hierarchy. And that's like part of the challenge is it is intentional giving love, which is me looking for the best of like human beings around me, of everyone, including myself and everybody around me. I mean, it just doesn't matter first or not first, because it's still, you have to look for yourself first in order for, for you to be able to help other people. But that, that is also given. So you cannot give love without loving yourself fully, you know? So when you see that and you see like that undeniable resistance every day from people around the, and, and it's just like my field you know I work in retail and this is what I get and after some hours every day I'll come back and like my whole I'll be filled with a lot of energies and it would take hours for me to release it I would like finish work around nine I would sleep by three or four and I have to wake up again at nine because I had to release that negative energies that I've been getting the whole day. And I didn't know, like, this is driving me insane. And, and uh, again, and that's what I was telling you today when we were driving here, that it is, I'm very grateful for the challenges and the, the, the situation, the difficult situation that put me in, because you get the best things from under stress, you know? The, the need is the mother of invention. I wouldn't figure out my way if my if the way I was told, if this way I was going on wasn't really my way. It wouldn't be that hard, right? And uh, coming back from that, and, and, I, and I was wanted to exert more love, not caring about whatever they say, because I was always giving more love. You know, so that whatever we have a customer or something that is more rude, I would actually be more nicer to them than usual. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and they cannot resist that because nobody have a protection against love. Nobody. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And and whatever they try to throw negative or shade or hate or ego or whatever coming out of them, you don't have to receive it as long as you're giving more than they're giving you of negative energy. You're giving more of positive energy toward them. Then you say their whole ma- mannerism change, their whole like 
physical and like body language and vibration just they relax because like why this dude is being so nice to me they're embarrassed of themselves and that's part of like the whole awareness is the what it what pushed me to to see for what akash is going through and a lot of people and i have brian also is that there's something about life i'm not figuring out you know i i haven't learned it because i'm so angry into like I gotta set a goal and I gotta reach it. I gotta this plan and I gotta work so hard, I gotta do it. I gotta work out so much for so long, for two decades. To, to, for, for now people tell me, are oh, you annoyed? So it's like, it's, it's cute, but it's, it's, it's funny that I can push these, but I'm still doubting myself. I'm not giving credit for myself. I'm still finding myself as like, okay, so, like I'm, I'm starting from zero. It might look like this, but it doesn't mean that I like hundred percent. I'm not capable of anything. That, and that 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 idea itself was was the whole part of like by giving love first, it's fixed my mind. You know, by giving undeniable love. Like, bro, I don't care what you say to me, man. I'm just gonna be more nice to you. I'm gonna be general. I'm gonna be caring about you, bro. I'm gonna be. Like the guard, like even the security guard, like when it was raining and stuff, it was like, come on, man, stay inside. I was like, yeah, bro, it's smart to stay inside. I was like, yeah, man, it's all good. He thought I was checking on him, but I was actually happy that he stayed inside because it's better than staying in the rain, you know what I'm talking about? So he didn't even get it, but I mean, that's that's cute. It's like because people did not understand that. They cannot see like a guy who's big or like uh, physically aggressive or whatever they call it, if you have muscle right now that he would be the one giving love they think that is Allah I don't think and guys are so self-conscious of receiving love you know from being nice to people or smiling because we're thought to be these people who are like uh, emotionless and we're, we're supposed to oh yeah 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 I know, what you, I know what you mean you know yeah the society expect on guys to never cry but if any 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 anybody else cried everybody would be around them right like why how is that fair and especially not for and that's for guys and then you come back for the the real like disaster is that guy throwing through racism and resistance from the own society and we're the one reaching peace first you know we're the one mm -hmm. like looking for because it's all about like this experience that it has to be so hard for you to get that lesson to be better than people around you there's no way around it man there is mm -hmm. no way around giving love. There is no way around of looking out for people around you. There is no right way out for seeking, like for the benefit of all and the harm of none. You know, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to reach my goals. I want to dominate in my own fear, in my own like picture dreams. I want to have my own place. But it doesn't mean that I'm harming other people though. I am giving a lot more folds than what I'm supposed to be even receiving and that's the mm -hmm. whole perspective that I'm living on and the more you give and I was talking to him too about this point the more you give the more points you got of like oh my god like you were saying I'm mm -hmm. like dissipating of energy I cannot give anymore I cannot mm -hmm. and that is the point it's like the runners high you just focus your energy on like giving more love you just focus it back on like let's collect everything and just do this right now you know mm -hmm. you're just focusing on giving the last specks of of love toward your other like part of you conscious human being mm -hmm. you know this when you give the like it's like a runner's high but like 10 times stronger mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. when you when you think your soul and spirit is that limited to your physical body and you keep pushing love 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 your body might quit but your spirit takes over and that's like a, 
a thrill, you know, you feel like a whole, uh, like, wow, it's like a rush kind of thing, you know, it's beautiful. And again, I wish for a lot of human beings to understand that the experience we're having right now is just an experience for this collected conscious God or whatever it is, the, the realm that we all came from. But this is not an end to anything. The fear, the worry, the people talk, the society, the conditioning, the thing that make you anxious doesn't really matter. Because the end of this body is not really the end of you. You are just here to experience and do something in this realm. Mm -hmm. We all have talents and potential. We have to do work on it and, and give good, hard hours of developing that skill. And then we go from there, but different talents, you know, from different fields and different areas and different specters of life. And when people get isolated from that, then they get isolated into the matrix, the empire. Which is all physical. You gotta do physical work. You gotta eat. You gotta fuck. You gotta work out. And to them, that is their life. So they might be doing the same shit that we're doing. And like a lot of people are, they're working out. You know, they're meditating. They're having their good job. But they're not. They didn't reach that pinnacle of pressure where they have to like have a paradigm shift. You know what I'm talking about? And that is where the anxiousness comes from, and then where is the depression? Because what is really depression? You know, it is someone who cannot stop thinking about the same thought, someone who's not thinking good enough about themselves. Uh, of course, there is people that are sick and need medicine. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about in general. If you've never been diagnosed with any mental disease or any problems, and then you said you started having depression, why? I mean, of course, go seek help. Uh, but also, why not try to add this? kind of different perspective that we're trying to give. You know, like, take your medicine. I'm not, stop, I'm not trying to stop anyone from doing anything. Just saying there is something to add that, it, for me, it changed my life. You know, for me, being able to give love, I found, the, like, the purpose again. I found, like, the reason. Like, I had no passion for anything because everything I worked for was come up to, like, a net zero value. In fact, come up with a negative <laughs> If you think about it, yeah. And I was like, this is, I'm not thinking right. I'm not following the right direction. I'm not following the right uh, path because clearly I'm not happy ending up with people I don't really like at the end. After And every experience was building on that to just clarify to me that, yes, you have this great experience of the physical body and you can do extreme parameters in it and we're all gifted in some way or another in that but and that because this is our vehicle but at the same time this is not you and that took a while for me to understand that when you were saying that people want to help they don't want to help anybody they want to help someone who come from that perspective who is willing to learn who is not looking at themselves as a shit because literally nobody knows everything as they till the day you die it's still going to be learning there is no reason for the ego to exist to the point is like i'm better than these people or i know these people maybe after you hear the words maybe after they they display their argument you can judge like not judge but you can listen and see where this in like the realm of pathway but the the point of judging this is when you know your spirit is not there the the moment you start judging someone or something or some somebody or some project or a random thing as it is good or bad 
this is the moment you know because you're not supposed to judge this came to you it's either supposed to teach you a lesson or just to be grateful about it honestly i i am i failed to, to see any other thing for any for something to happen to us other it is something to learn from or it is a blessing and, and i should be grateful for it right because what else could happen to you it's whatever you want to do and every challenge every experience every difficult stuff you do is going to be on your shoulder like trying to teach you something mm -hmm. so you should go so you yeah, have the whole point of like being afraid to experience life as someone that is being afraid of losing their body while experiencing life it was like no you didn't know that this body was made to experience this life you know correctly in a harmonious loving way you know 